here clearly we need to be born again. To be, to choose God. He chose us. He chooses you. But it's relationship. So Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. That is a promise. Whoever believes in Jesus will not be disappointed. Now that doesn't mean that you won't have disappointment in life. Because Jesus did say we will have trials and tribulations but to be of good cheer that he overcomes the world. That's what we sang about. He wears the victor's crown and he has overcome. And we have that grace, that ability to step into this. So that's what God wants. He wants relationship. So we hear him through faith and through belief. Belief is the acceptance of a thing or a statement is true. And faith is stepping out to act upon that belief. For example, if I, if I believe that God loves me and I'm created in his image, then I'm going to have an easier time going to him when I'm in trouble. I mean, think about it. You know, when you were little and you screwed things up, or even when you were an adult and you screwed things up, and you run to your parents and you say, I need help. They help you because they love you. They might not do everything that you might expect them to do, but they're there to help. And that's what Papa, that's what God wants from you. So if I believe that he loves me and step into that as faith and that it is true because it is, it's easier for me to go to him. But if I believe the opposite, which a lot of the world would like you to believe, that we morphed in from some panscom, there's not a whole lot of value in panscom. There might be for some people. But just at face value, if I don't believe that I am anything to God, then I am nothing. Not in his eyes, in my own. And that and that separates me from him. And he doesn't want that. He wants so much to be with you. And the scripture says, draw, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Nearness is what he wants. So the kids and I had this great discussion about 
how people hear from God or, or how people listen or you know, how God communicates. He speaks through his word a lot in his word. I mean, his word is his word, so yeah, he speaks. He better speak. <laughs> his word better spoke or speak. So he speaks through his word, and we all have personal testimonies. In his word, there are examples of angels visiting people. Mary, Joshua, Gideon. Those are just some names. I know some of our people have seen angels. Dreams. He spoke to both the Josephs in dreams. Old Testament and New Testament Joseph. Joseph the dreamer. One of the younger one one of the younger guys of the twelve tribes of Israel that got sold out by his brothers, and then Joseph, Jesus' stepfather. God also spoke to the Magi in a dream. They told them not to go back to Herod and to go back to their country, probably the long way. So he speaks through dreams. Signs and wonders. Evelyn brought up the burning bush. You're just cruising along and all of a sudden there's a burning bush in front of you. Hey, get my attention. The voice of God spoke to Moses. He uses his human messengers, prophets. We've talked about this before. Isaiah. Jeremiah, Elijah, Samuel, Ezekiel, and all the others. He's, he's seen speaking after Jesus' baptism, his voice, thundering voice, I can only imagine, hearing the audible voice of God. I couldn't even give it justice. But, you know, Jesus got baptized. John the Baptist baptized him. I don't know how many times I can say baptized, but <laughs> he went through it. Just like when we get born again, we go through baptism, we do it. Jesus didn't need to be born again. He was already good to go. But he went down in the water, and John lifted him up, and the heavens parted. And I can imagine, and a dove came down. <laughs> but the audible voice of God, of God, said, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. He speaks through that small voice. Through your conscience, the Holy Spirit says you probably shouldn't have done that, or you need to ask for forgiveness for that. But it's all good. So as we draw near to God, He draws near to us. And that's what we want, is to be in tune with His voice and everything that He has to offer. So He does. He does the same things. I mean, God does the same things, but then he does new things. 
He still visits in dreams. He still visions and all those kind of things. But, like, I'm sure he's doing new stuff, too. That is just over the top. He's doing it today even more. So as we have this opportunity and we gather here this morning, as we gather here this morning, I know that the Holy Spirit is here in a mighty and a powerful way. And he wants to do some cool stuff. And for us to be in tune with Holy Spirit and what he wants to do, we need to be in relationship. We need to be in right standing with God. And yesterday we went through a whole day of return and repentance and that kind of thing, and that was so great. And, you know, some people might say, you know what, I've said the sinner's prayer and I've given my heart to God and that's all I need to do. And yes, that is true. But there's nothing wrong with a rededication. A a, a demarcation in the sand that says, you know what, God, I'm going with you. And I accept you again. Making our daily yes to God. So, I'm going to say a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. And there's no condemnation. If you don't want to say it verbally, you can say it in your heart. But I believe God's going to meet you. He's going to meet us. Because today is the day of salvation. Today. Right here. Right now. Today is a day of rededication of our lives to Jesus. So, Father, repeat after me. Father, Father, I thank you for your love for me. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I thank you that you've forgiven all my sins. I trust you, God. I I believe in your son Jesus that he died for me. He was crucified and buried, and he rose again to give me new life. I take a hold of that new life right now, and I choose. In faith, faith, to believe believe that you are the God God who created me me and loves me and and wants me more than anything else. else. Thank you, God, God. for for, uh, for your forgiveness forgiveness. and for bringing me back back to you in Jesus' name.
So with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. We have an awesome time of impartation with the youth on Friday. And in a little bit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them, I'm going to unleash them on you. <laughs> but it's a good thing. Because we had this time of, of teaching, but then Holy Spirit broke loose. And we had a, a, an intimate time where we prayed for each other. And we were listening for God's voice for each other. And it was such a sweet, sweet time that God wants to do it again. I mean, I think he always wants to, to speak to us. I mean, he's talking all the time. The thing is, are we listening? So there is a song that we've played every now and then. Um, you've probably heard it. And it's, it's called Spirit Come. Spirit Move. And that's what he wants to do right now. He wants to move. So, Father, we just thank you for your grace and your presence. And we say, Holy Spirit, come. We open our hearts to you, God. And we trust you that you're going to do it. So spirit opportunity for you to be prayed for. And we're not going to make you be prayed for, but we want to. We so want to pray for you. Because God's got something for you. He's got something for you. And for those of you who are watching, if you need prayer, you can always go to the website arcgenoa.org. There's an email address Leave a request and we'll, we'll be happy to pray with you and get in touch with you. Because 
God is on them. He wants so much. He wants so much to communicate with you. I just want to encourage you that if this is a new thought to you, hearing from God, or, or having others speak, you know, God speak to someone like the youth, or any of us, to you. Um, here's the thing about it. It is biblical, it's scriptural. Um, you know, you just read through the chapters of, of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14, and we can lay it out more. Um, but God desires to speak to us. And here's the thing. When someone speaks and, and they're hearing from God, then it usually confirms what God's already speaking to us, number one. Number two, um, if we're not sure, if we get a word, then it's up to us to take it and say, all right, um, God, is this you? It should line up with his word. Okay? So we're not, you know, um, just making things up in our head. This is, if it's God. And I say if because of this. We're human. We practice hearing God's voice, and at times we do. We can get in the flesh, and we can miss it. So anything God speaks through us, though, it's up to the one receiving to to say, "All right, God, is this you?" And He'll confirm, or He'll say, "You know, this was close." At the same time, we need to practice, and and that's what we're doing. And uh, so, you know, I know Melissa has really honed this skill of hearing God's voice and continues to pursue that. Something that that, uh, many of us actually have really honed and and done for years, and it's fun. You know, I gave a prophetic word last week, um, about $3,000, and I had someone come up to me afterward and said, well, I've been waiting on $3,000. And I went, oh, good. I thought I heard that. Um, But, uh, you know, God confirms things. So as we close, um, I'm going to ask my prayer teams to come up. And you're going to get in assignments. All right, you guys remember?